Hi, this is Hank Garrett. You're listening to TV Confidential. Just sit right back and you'll hear a tale, a tale of a fateful trip that started from this tropic port aboard this tiny ship. Ed Robertson, welcoming you to TV Confidential, radio talk show about television that will devote this week's program to the life and career of Don Wells. Don Wells, the actress known to three generations of TV viewers around the world as Marianne Summers on Gilligan's Island. Don Wells passed away Wednesday, December 30th at the age of 82. Our second hour will include highlights from a conversation with Don Wells that originally aired in July 2017 on TV Confidential. While Don shared some memories of her castmates on Gilligan's Island, we talked quite a bit that week about Don's work before and after Gilligan's Island, which includes more than 60 stage productions, ranging from Noel Coward to Neil Simon, and a starring role opposite Michael Dante in the classic Western Winterhawk. We will replay that conversation with Don Wells in our second hour. We hope you stay tuned for that. In the meantime, later on in the program, we will hear from our friends Jeffrey Mark and Bill Funt. Bill knew Don Wells for more than 12 years. Jeff knew Don Wells for about 25 years. Both of them will share memories of their friendship with Don and give us a window into who she was as a person. That is coming up later on in the program. We also have a few surprises that we think you will enjoy. In the meantime, as we often do, we'll start the program with some thoughts from Tony Figueroa and Donna Allen. Tony Segrin, as always, brought to us by your friends at Story Salon, Southern California's longest-running, regularly performing live storytelling ensemble. In this time of sheltering in place, the Story Salon storytellers have been posting three-minute stories every week on Facebook. Plus, they've recently started a long-form Zoom version of Story Salon that you can enjoy every week at youtube.com forward slash story salon. About a year ago, the Hollywood Museum held a night where they honored both the legacy of Gilligan's Island and the career of Don Wells. It was, to my knowledge, it was her last major public appearance. And they had guest speakers, people who knew her and who worked with her. Lloyd Schwartz was one of them. He represented his dad. And he said something that I've not forgotten. He said, there are two essential qualities that Marianne, the character, had that embodied who Don Wells is as a person. One is grace, and the other is kindness. Oh, I think that's perfect. It's incredible. And we've talked about this many times on the program. She had a very full career before Gilligan, she had a very full career after Gilligan. And even though she was inseparably associated with that show, she didn't run away from it. She embraced the character. She answered fans' questions endlessly. But she had a very full life outside of the character. I've been seeing a lot of people pay tribute to her on uh, Facebook and on Instagram. And people who have worked with her, people who have gone to, you know, worked events that she appeared in. And she's in a lot of pictures, always smiling. Yeah. It is really nice to see that that's the way that she was. It looks like she had always had time to spend with somebody, to take a picture with them. I think she knew what she meant to a lot of people. She did not take that for granted. No. I think she knew that she was, for a generation of American men, she was their first crush. 
and she did not take that lightly. I, I remember countless times seeing her in interviews. I mean, anytime there was like a cast gathering, she was always present and she always had kind things to say about people. I always really loved that about her. Everything was positive. She just had a positive outlook on life. She loved doing the dream sequences on mm -hmm. shows. Mm -hmm. She loved when the actors got to play other characters. Yeah. And it shows. It shows. And she talks a lot about the episode where Marianne got hit on the head and thought she was Ginger <laughs> as, as a favorite. And it really got to show, not only did the episode I thought had so much heart, because everybody genuinely felt for her. And, and that really came across. But she really got to show her talent playing, not playing Tina Louise, but playing Ginger Grant. Right. And when uh, one of the cartoon incarnations came on, she was the voice for both Marianne and Ginger. Yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah. yeah, she was. Uh, not, yeah, originally in The New Adventures of Gilligan, that was Jane Webb. Right. Uh, who did Marianne, and Jane Webb's voice is all over those filmation cartoons. Yeah, she was one of, one of the Archies, wasn't she? She was like the I, I believe she was Betty. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, but I think all those filmation shows from the early 70s, Sabrina, Archie, Groovy Ghoulies, uh, I think she's all, Jane Webb is all over those. So she was, um, she was Marianne in the... New Adventures of Gilligan, but then when they brought the show and back to be Gilligan's Planet, yeah. Dawn Wells was both Ginger and Marianne. So everything kind of came full circle there. Is yeah. Is I'm trying to remember. Is the episode where she loses her memory and thinks she's Ginger? Is that the one in the dream sequence where the professor is a doctor who talks like Cary Grant? No, that was a different one, okay. and that was one. That was one. You know, my continuity brain really has an issue with because she had this boyfriend named Horace Higginbotham, and she was sending him messages in a bottle. And Gilligan hears on the radio that you know, and who knows where Kansas, Horace Higginbotham marries this girl. <laughs> You know, why it would be broadcast on this Hawaiian radio station, I don't know. But uh, put on your suspension of disbelief, Cap. Yeah. Anyway, so the whole story plays out. So everyone's worried that Marianne is going to be heartbroken. And, you know, this could be, you know, devastating, emotionally devastating. And Gilligan even said that he had a, a, a friend of uh, his sister's who never recovered from that type of heartbreak. And so Mrs. Howell thought that if the three eligible bachelors, you know, would woo her, that would soften the blow from the bad news. And so, yeah, Gilligan was a French guy. Uh, the skipper was a cowboy. And Ginger convinced uh, the professor that if he was more like Cary Grant, that, you know, it, that would be a great way to romance. Yeah, that's right. They did have a dream sequence. Yeah, right. I, I remember Russell Johnson saying, you are Marianne. You are Marianne. But I don't remember whether that was in the dream yeah, or... That, the... There was a dream scene oh. because Marianne didn't realize that they were worried about her being heartbroken. Marianne thought that she she had poison mushrooms. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. 
And so she thought everyone was being nice because she was going to die. Yeah. And then she had a dream sequence where the three guys are doctors. Yeah. The three specialists on, on mushrooms. And uh, Jim Backus plays like a, a Dr. Kildare character. And uh, Natalie Schaefer and Tina Louise are playing it more straight. They're, they're the only ones not playing characters. In the dream, Skipper's a cowboy doctor, and Gilligan's a French doctor, and, 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 and the professor's the Cary Grant doctor. I mean, it is very funny, but then they realize that Marianne made the whole thing up about Horace Higginbotham, that she wanted to have somebody because Ginger had all these boyfriends in Hollywood. Mrs. Howell had missed her house, so she wanted everyone to think that she had somebody. And then when they go to Return of Gilligan's Island, they go back to the old premise that she was engaged to Horace Higginbotham. Well, because, you know, that was 15 years ago, and not everyone will remember that, you know. (laughs) Yeah. So, remember, Gilligan and the Skipper go to Kansas... And uh, Marianne is ready to marry Horace Higginbotham, who has fallen in love with somebody else. Yeah, they. Re- I remember they rescue her, and there's like there's a hay truck. Yeah, they're throwing watermelons at the people who are yeah. trying. Yeah, Gilligan is uh, Skipper is driving the, like a tractor pulling this hay truck. Gilligan grabs her like in this very heroic fashion. Yeah, and pulls her up on the truck, and they speed away. And all these guys from the farm are running after them, and Gilligan and, uh, is throwing watermelons at them to slow yeah. them down. It was very cinematic, but as, as a plot line, they had to take a 30-minute show and stretch it into a two-hour movie. So you have to do they stuff like did. that. They did. And something that they used music, which was, very, you know, that you had kind of like this square dance-style chase music. And I don't think Gilligan's on gets enough credit, or Johnny Williams, as he was then. Yes, the music in that show, the music that they would come up with, because you, we always think of the opening and closing theme. We always think of uh, kind of like the wrap up at the end. You know, uh, there's like the Gilligan stupid music. Uh, there's the conclusion music in the epilogue. You know, Skipper hits Gilligan with his hat or something like that. You, you know, in the shot of the island. But there were episodes that the music was so important to the story. And, I mean, going to, you know, the other one, uh, you know, going to, uh, Vito Scotti is the mad scientist on the island. All of that music, when he turns them all into robots, the Rob Fort Knox, all of that music. Uh, Gilligan's double, the Russian spy who's the double. Uh, there's some great chase music with that Russian theme chase music, you know, so Gilligan had his theme and the Russian double had his theme, you know, so it's like, you know, one's chasing the other, you know, it's like, I mean, so they always had this great use of the music and Gilligan had his stumbling theme. The skipper had kind of a variation of a nautical, like blow the man down type theme. Everybody had kind of their own. Gil, uh, Ginger had her glamorous theme when she would enter a scene, you know, like this glamorous walking scene. So, I mean, uh, the music there was very well done and I think underappreciated when we look at the grand scheme. And that did come across in the TV movie. Tony Figueroa and Donna Allen are with us via Zoom as we share some of our Favorite memories of Don Wells and Gilligan's Island. Don Wells, the actress known around the world as Marianne. On Gilligan's Island, Don Wells passed away Wednesday, December 30th at the age of 82. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back.
one of my favorite mom, Don Wells moments, it was the dream sequence, and she was a cockney. Oh, it was Dr. Dr. Gilligan and Mr. Hyde. Yes. She was Eliza Dudlow. Yes. And uh, oh. Natalie Schaefer was Mary Poppins. Which was hysterical, just out of nowhere. Sometimes I just love the randomness of that show. And you just went with it. Yeah, as we record this, we're 24 hours, a little more than 24 hours since the news passed of uh, the death of Don Wells. And there have been many tributes posted. There will likely be more tributes coming in as we get closer to the start of the first work week of the year. But a friend of mine, a publicist friend of mine who worked with Don on many projects, I think she put it best, Tony and Donna. She said, Don Wells was loved. Believe that. that is just coming out on all the tributes we're seeing. This is this is a woman. Forget the fact that she is a personal touchstone to so many of us because of Gilligan's Island, but she touched a lot of people's lives as a person in many, many ways. She is, yeah, like you said, a, a touchstone with everybody and such a wonderful part of our lives, which makes it really hard to... to... Yeah, this, you know, it's... I say this about once a year, and unfortunately, I'm starting to say it a few times more of a year. Wow, that was a really hard one. Yeah. And I think what also makes it especially hard is that she died because of COVID-19. And I think that is also bringing out some emotions in people. You know, we, we lose people, but you know, well, they had a great run. They lived a wonderful life. Yeah. I wish we could keep them forever, but we can't. But, you know, it was their time. And, you know, I think with Don Wells, we will always think of her also as a young, beautiful woman. Yeah. I mean, the image of Mary Ann is this young, beautiful woman. And you look at her in later years and you can still see, you can see it in her eyes, you can see it in her smile. I mean, she still had it. And so I think when you, you're you visualizing her as this young, beautiful woman and to see that she was taken because of this disease, it, it makes it really hard. It makes it really hard, uh, I think, just because you thought that we would have her around longer. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it, kind of, it kind of hits home uh, and, it, and it hits very hard that way. And it's also another reason why we hate 2020. We posted a clip of her first visit to TV Confidential, uh, which was around the time of the 50th anniversary of Gilligan's Island. And as I was listening to that, I forgot that the three of us did a little coda afterward. Yeah where we just talked about the shared experience of meeting one of our favorite TV icons together, a woman who was responsible for a lot of good memories for us. You look at her, and I look at some of the clips that have been playing from her time uh, with Gilligan's Island, the clips that are being used. And there's one that I saw a couple of times where Gilligan bumps into Marianne. And he says something like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to bump into you. And she said, that's okay, Gilligan, you can bump into me anytime. <laughs> and there was a certain affection that she had yeah. for Gilligan. 
And I think for a lot of young men, especially going through that awkward phase, you know, if someone like Mary Ann can love somebody like Gilligan, you know, then there's hope. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that, yeah, that there's somebody out there for me like that. Yeah. That, you know, so it's more than just the ginger versus Mary Ann. And I, I think I think the votes are in. They've been in for 50 years. Uh, but, you know, the fact that she could be very loving and very sweet. And like you said, that that was brought up that that was Don Wells. Yeah, that was one of the traits that someone like Gilligan is worthy. It is worthy of her, her love and affection. And I think that that came across. So I think not only was it a first press, but also just a, a wonderful sense of hope. Any final thoughts about Don Wells that you want to share with the listeners? Oh, as I said, this was hard. Uh, when the news broke yesterday and a lot of people were chiming in on social media, there was one woman in a post. I didn't know her, but she said, there goes the last piece of my childhood. Wow. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah. So she will be missed the two times I had the pleasure of talking to her with the two of you here on the show. I, I think I was smiling for two or three days afterwards. She was a lovely woman, a talented woman. And I don't, I don't think most people realize just how talented she was. Yeah. But she was a shining star in our business, and sorry to see her go, but yeah. she will be remembered fondly and with love. I think I think it goes without saying she will always be in her hearts, and through the beauty of this medium, there's generations who haven't been born yet that are going to fall in love with her, and she's going to imagine she's going to be the first crush. Some boy who isn't even conceived yet will have. <laughs> Twelve years from now, you know they're gonna, you know they're gonna watch me TV or TV Land or one of these channels, and they're gonna see her and see the bright smile and the twinkle in her eye, and fall in love with her. It's gonna happen again and again and again. Yeah, and in the meantime, she is reunited with Natalie Schaefer, who she loved, uh, with Bob yeah. Denver, who she loved, with. All of the other cast members who were deceased before her. And the rest. And and the rest. <laughs> Childoftelevision.blogspot.com, also storysalon.com, youtube.com forward slash storysalon, facebook.com forward slash storysalon, Tony and Donna. We'll see you next time. Next time. Tony and Donna will be back at the end of our second hour as we replay our conversation with Don Wells from July 2017 of Don's three appearances on TV Confidential. This one is my personal favorite. We hope you stay tuned for that. In the meantime, we'll take a quick time out. And Jeffrey Mark will join us when we come back. Jeff knew Don Wells for more than 25 years. He'll give us a window into who Don Wells was as a person. All that more as we continue our tribute to Don Wells here on TV Confidential. Story Salon is Los Angeles' longest-running storytelling venue. We have live shows every Wednesday in Studio City, as well as solo shows, podcasts, CDs, and several books. Los Angeles Daily News calls Story Salon gemstones of narrative. 
something new, funny, astonishing. Sunset Magazine says, tales tall, tragic, and tantalizing. All of this makes Story Salon one of the most eclectic entertainment experiences available. You can learn more about us by going to our Facebook page or by visiting our website at www.storysalon.com. Accredited by Guinness World Records, welcome to Archival Television Audio, Incorporated. A peerless TV soundtrack archive, preserving the audio from television's first three decades, the 1950s, 60s, and 70s, the golden and silver age of television. For more information, go to atvaudio.com. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk tvconfidential.net talk at tvconfidential.net you can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential x.com forward slash tvconfidential or at tvconfidential on instagram and if you're listening to us on the tv confidential podcast please be sure to hit the subscribe button this portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay Area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you. 